0: As I've traveled the world and had these opportunities to meet and work alongside a lot of very interesting people, the question that I keep getting is, how can I create the life that I want? How can I create the brand, the behaviors, the culture that motivate and drive me? This podcast is dedicated to those questions. We can figure out great ways to move forward in life and create a life worth living, a life with purpose and meaning. My name is David VanderBeen. Welcome to the Kick Aspirational Podcast kind of excited about this one. It's been a while since I've been broadcasting and not because I didn't want to, but uh, I had a new role and, and a lot was going on. Um, in fact, it's been eight months since we had Brian on, maybe more than eight months um, since my last podcast. And so, you know, I, I took a break, sort of a sabbatical. And I wanted to thank uh, both listeners who stick around and maybe some who are coming back or even hearing this for the first time for the engagement. Um, I'm calling this episode is season five, by the way, episode one didn't have that many (laughs) didn't have that many episodes in uh, season four, but episode one of season five is you do you, uh, it's all about self-love. Um, in fact, it's funny, you know, um, we had this crazy, uh, well, a lot going on this last year. And, um, you know, I bought some Yeti mics and was even going to record some podcasts over the, over the Christmas holiday. And, um, Man, between living in Paris now, and I'll get into that story, and you know, our our place in Florida, place in Whistler, place in California, getting back to Paris, it just uh, it just didn't happen. Um, and that's okay. Sometimes we don't do everything we want to do. I think the the good news, uh, the gospel of Kick Aspirational, is you have eternal mulligans, and you can always start over today. And so today is the day that I'm starting over the Kick Aspirational podcast. And, um, you know, I think part of being being able to build the life you want, you truly want, and not being a slave to a life you've created is also being able to take a break from time to time. And uh, for 2020 and 21, you know, like most people, they were wild times for the Vanderveens. Um, they've been great, really good years for our family, but strange times and some new adventures that really kind of shifted our direction, our focus, where we were, what we were doing, and took me away from co- podcasting for a little bit. Um, You know, a podcast is about a point of view. And when I started Kick Aspirational, it was to answer a question that I was asked a lot as I traveled the world building, you know, building businesses and working with entrepreneurs. Um, I was back then I was building the excess brand and having adventures. And The question I got all the time was, how did you build excess? And I really took that to mean, you know, not how did we technically build a beverage and sport nutrition brand, but how can I create a life that I want? I think that's a much more interesting question because ultimately that's what what i hope we're all trying to do what's the life you really want to live um and i think you know for most people the idea of creating a business or being an entrepreneur is it's overwhelming we've been trained in school and by parents to look for jobs to fit into firms or corporate structures there's nothing wrong with that of course that's fine it's great Uh, i've worked for a lot of companies but it's not the only way and with COVID, a lot of people are realizing that they can live and work in more flexible ways So going back to work, while it might be wonderful for some, it gets them back in routines, they enjoy, maybe it helps them with childcare and a lot of other things. But for other people, it's become a return to a nightmare they were trying to escape. You know, there isn't a right or wrong answer for everyone, but there is a right and wrong answer for you, for each person, for me, for what we need to make our life, you know, really feel fulfilled. Um, I've, I've had the benefit of working in politics, think tanks, running political nonprofits, working in technology. Founded, you know, I was lucky, fortunate to be able to found successful companies with great people in tech, energy drinks, sports nutrition, and really helping to transform direct selling companies. If you're interested in the different sorts of business and creative projects I've had, either things, books I've written, articles I've authored, um, things I've found that have been a part of, you can find it all at davidvanderveen.com. Just my name, davidvanderveen.com, since 1969. (laughs) Uh, Part of how I think we find meaning and purpose in life is by constantly exploring the world we live in. I like to use a simple Venn diagram that Jim Collins, you know, famous business researcher and author, he sent to me years ago uh, through a mutual friend when I was at a crossroads in my own career. He calls it the hedgehog concept. The hedgehog concept is hedgehog, like, you know, the little animal. The hedgehog concept is really simple. It's a Venn diagram of three overlapping circles. One circle is what you're passionate about, things you deeply care about. The second circle is the thing you're uniquely good at. What's your comparative advantage, we might say, in economics? And then that third circle is where people will give, will give you value in exchange for your work. Basically, where people will pay you money to do the things you do. And where those three circles intersect you know, where that, where they kind of have that overlap. That's what Jim Collins calls your hedgehog concept. I tend to think that it's where most people find purpose and meaning in their lives. You know, after my partners and I sold access to Amway, I was required to operate that business with them and help them integrate it into their business for three years. I stayed for five and it was a very successful exit, very successful integration and a very fruitful time in my life. Um, it was, you know, it was kind of seeing the culmination of, you know, a lot of years of work really come together and expand in ways that were, that were exciting. Um, you know, I, I, stayed until it felt like I had lost my hedgehog concept there, that if I continued there, um, I would become a cog in a machine. I would be disconnected from delivering strategic value. And that's just not my thing. You know, um, they had a new CEO, he was going a different direction with the business than where we had been going with excess and nutrition. And, um, you know, it's great. That's his job. And, and I supported him coming in and, and then, you know, it was obviously time for him to do his thing and for me to go do other things. And it was, it was a nice, nice time to exit. And so then in 2020, um, literally I left, you know, as I was kind of thinking, well, I probably need to do something else. I kind of floated a couple, um, you know, I just floated that idea to a few friends and very quickly had some nice offers. And in 2020, I helped new age, a retail beverage and direct selling company. So they were kind of omnichannel, meaning they distribute brands through all retail channels, not just through traditional retail or DTC, but also direct selling. Um, we really helped them transform themselves. We doubled the size of the business and the shareholder price while I was there. It was a short-term project, uh, very interesting work, and I was happy to help. And again, I was happy to leave. You know, I think part of um, you know the joy of success is you also sort of know what success smells, tastes, and looks like. And even though you may be having financial success or you may be doing things that have great metrics, if you're not being fulfilled, um, as my friend Glenn Rogers told me, he was working with me there, helping them as well. He said to me, you know, this isn't fun anymore. And that's kind of a good bellwether for me. If it's not fun. If I'm not enjoying it, if I don't find deep enjoyment in the work, it's probably time to find something else, even not do anything, <laughs> which sounds better and better some days. But during 2020, I'd met Mark Pentecost and his family. His wife, Cindy, the daughters, Cammie and Kinsey and their son, Kyler. It's a, it's a family that owns a business that Mark created called it works. Um, and he started that about the same time that, that, uh, that my partners and I started Excess. He and his family have deep values that, that they live through their faith, political participation and expression in their business. They're also a lot of fun. They love adventure. They aren't afraid to take a risk and they've thrived through the trials of life. From, from my point of view, we, we all bonded pretty quickly. Um, you know, it's funny because it never means it's perfect, but you know, you, you when you meet people that feel like family, um, you know, you're like, okay, well, we might have some parts of the journey that aren't always fun, but man, this, these are people I want to be on that journey with, uh, because they're just people that are, that are fun to be with, fun to be around and, and that are, you know, that I enjoy. Um, and in um, you know, in, in 2021, Mark asked me to work with uh, Kinsey, who was then running the non-US business. Um. To partner with her and work with her and 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 work together, she's now on our board. I'm now the president, and she's also effectively our CMO at It Works Globally. So it's just it's been an amazing, uh, fun journey to work with Kinsey. We got to get her on this podcast, uh, but she's just been um, a ton of fun, and we've we've really had some some I think some important and and strategic opportunities together that we've been developing. Um, but this spring, my wife, Sarah, and I bought a home in Florida to be near my work with It Works. They're based in uh, Palmetto, which is sort of near Bradenton or Tampa. And um, we changed our residency from California in August. We started living in Europe to be closer to the business, um, business which operates out of Dublin for the non-U.S. business and has many busy markets throughout Europe, Canada, Mexico, Japan, and you know, Oceania, Australia, New Zealand. In September, Kinsey moved back to Florida to lead the global marketing of it Works, and of course, be on our board. She took her Irish husband, Connor, with her. Connor is a he's a fellow Defender 110 fan. I love Defender 110s; those off road safari vehicles. Um, I own two now. One I bought from Connor in Ireland, and one Connor's helping me rebuild in Florida. Um, and, you know, and, and that's when effectively I, I became the president of ItWorks International and uh, still waiting for Ireland to give me my live work visa. But we're, you know, we're, we're um, in, in Europe a lot right now in Paris and in uh, Ireland, occasionally um, working with teams, meeting with distributors and having a blast. So to put things in perspective, since February, I've started working in a new company, changed jobs from a USA role to a global role in Europe moved from California to Florida, and then to a gypsy existence in Europe, we've been a little busy. Podcasting took a backseat. But now that life is getting a bit more organized, I thought it might be good to get back into this medium, You know, start talking again about creating the life we want rather than the life that someone else offers us. And most importantly, how do we live deliberately? You know, one of the highlights for Sarah and me right now is that we're spending a fair bit of time living in Paris. We aren't French residents, we're tourists, but we get to be in the city of lights a lot. Our son, Willem, is 24. He's lived in Paris for more than four years. Um, now he's living and working between a startup in the art industry in Paris and a master's degree in art at Leiden University in the Netherlands. Sarah had wanted to live in Paris since she was a student and au pair, sort of a nanny for a French family back in the early 1990s. We had actually planned to elope uh, to saint Peace back in 1993. But when we did get married, it wasn't in France due to the cost and minimum requirement to live in country for 30 days. But we have traveled to France often for the last 20 years or so, and we were excited to get back. Being able to spend more time in Paris, see our son often and enhance our French language skills, uh, Sarah more than moi, <laughs> is, a big, is a big get for my wife. Um, we've been together for roughly 30 years, and she said, it's like we're doing in our 50s what I dreamed about doing in our 20s. As our friend Rob said to her, this was a long play. Uh, You know, she's written this down, and this has been on her kind of dream board for for decades. And we finally made it happen. And I think it's a testament to that kind of setting your subconscious direction and then being open to when those doors become available that allow you to make dreams real. I'm always saying, be careful what you wish for, what you dream for. You might actually get it. But I'm enjoying it, too. Um, Paris oozes culture. It drips from the city's pores. Great art is everywhere, all the time—from the museums, exhibits, the fashion weeks, street art, music shows. It's everywhere, and it's just constant. The food is remarkable—not just French food or, or food as it's called in France, right? Um, but the restaurant right around a quarter from our place, you know, is an amazing Japanese restaurant called Azabu. Um, there's a surprisingly good Mexican restaurant, like right across the street. Even a sports bar that shows every NFL game. Go, pack, go. <laughs> we don't really have a big Packers fan. We don't really have to leave our little part of Paris, our, our own dismal, um, for anything. It's everything's right here. But of course, we do. We've got movie theaters that show American films in English less than two blocks away. I run, you know, when we're in town along the Seine or in the Jardin de Luxembourg. I just ran up the stairs to Montmartre today to, to the Sacré-Cœur. It's amazing. and And France offers pretty much everything I really like. Great surf on the Basque coast, um, literally Hawaii-like surf in Biarritz down near the Spanish border, and up on the Bordeaux co- coast at Cap Ferret. The Alps offer amazing skiing and snowboarding. Now, we were just in Austria last week uh, skiing in Lofer, and uh, this weekend we're going to go to to Lesch, to the St Anton ring. It's going to be amazing. Um, everything's just a short train or or, or, or flight away. It's just it's so close. There's so much to explore. And so I'm happy that Sarah's getting to fulfill her dream and really enjoying a different way of living in our early fifties, learning new languages, living in new places. It really helps us stay young and not get too locked into routines. But I've also realized that there's a huge difference between things I like a lot and where I find deep joy. I really like art and culture, all of it. I really like pushing myself in the ocean on a, on the mountains. I love my fi- family. Seeing them struggle through new experiences and enjoy life. But I think that deep joy, real enjoyment, comes from personal transformation. One of the things that I fell in love with through my work in direct selling with Excess and Amway at new age and now with ItWorks is getting to work with distributor entrepreneurs. You know, direct selling is really different than typical work careers. It was, it has the corporate side, the daily work that staff have to do to support a functioning business. We have to make sure that the people part of our corporate work offers jobs that have pathways to growth, that offer meaningful careers. But what makes it really unique is that at the center of our business, it's all about supporting a volunteer army of self-employed distributors who may start a small business but can grow into multi-generational enterprises that span the globe. It's not really about the size of a business that matters so much. Sometimes a bigger business with more complexity doesn't give people a better life. It's all about learning what gives each of us real joy in life usually beyond money or stuff, although that's fun too. For me, it's about being able to support and participate in helping people figure out the life they want and make it real. You know, I'll not be in an operational role for most of my life. I I, I have been in and out of operational roles. I'm in one now, but I really don't need a job to survive anymore. Um, I love working with staff and our distributor leaders to make it easier for people who often have no business being in business to develop new skills, to grow as humans and solve new problems in their life whether it's the shape of their body, their health, their skin or financial concerns. Um, But I love being involved with people when they're in this process of transformation. However, I can help support it strategically. At ItWorks, we're known for our before and after images and stories. To me, it's about human progress. It's about understanding what our customers and distributors want to accomplish, helping them create a plan they can commit to that will deliver those things, and then doing it together. For our customers, it's about being a part of a transformational community. For our distributors and staff, it's about being in a business for yourself, but not by yourself. It's about doing things together that we can never do alone. Part of the journey of exploration is sometimes taking time away, making sure we're taking care of ourselves. We can do almost anything if we set our mind to it, if we focus, but none of us can do everything. We do have to focus to succeed. Part of my focus since March, was not doing a podcast. Uh, One of the things on my not-to-do list, unfortunately, was Kick Aspirational. I'm sorry. I just, I couldn't do everything and I had to be strategic and I had to be focused. But it's it's come back onto my list because now that I have a clear view of the culture at It Works and how the things I was doing in the past with Kick Aspirational could fit into the things I'm doing today and in the future, we're restarting. We're back in business. So now I'm back and I'll be sharing stories of the journey I'm on and the people I meet Uh, who are on their own Kick kick Aspirational journey. So thanks for being a part of the process. Thanks for um, working with me to develop deep joy and personal transformation. Thank you for joining another episode of the Kick Aspirational podcast. You know, the most important thing to remember is this is not a spectator sport. What I'm deeply interested is hearing about your stories and answering your questions. What does your life look like? What are you trying to accomplish? What are the barriers that you're trying to break through? Because at the end of the day, the Kick Aspirational podcast is about helping people break through barriers of their own. I'd love to hear what you're working on. I'd love to join you in your battles. And most importantly, whatever you do today, please, among all other things, be Kick Aspirational.